Hello and welcome to another episode of Grumpy Old Game Men and Their Dogs. It is episode 73 here in the Zen Room. I have no idea what day it is. What day is it? February. It is 20th. day 54. 54, 54 here. I'm sorry, 53. 53. It's day 53 it's, here. Are you sure room. about that? Yep, yep. Yeah, I'm positive. Day 53. Day 53. It's usually cold in the early numbers. I know, but yeah, it's 53. Okay. <laughs> We're around about like 141, 75. It starts like it's hot. It's feel, You know, it's nice. Yes, definitely. The early numbers are not good. They're cold. Definitely not. And the last numbers are not good. They're no, they're too. not. Yes, they are. Okay. Anyway, my name is Patrick Finn, and I am here with the lugubrious Tommy Gibbons. Hello, bitches. How are you tonight, Tommy? I'm okay. Surprisingly upbeat for some reason. Yes, you are. You've been very upbeat today. I don't know why that is. Well, it seems like you're feeling good physically, right? I, I feel better. Yeah, I do. Yeah. So That's a good know, thing. You're feeling you better mentally? No, not ever. How dare you? <laughs> No, I just, you know, lightning strike. Nothing wrong with that, there right? Strike me. Cool. We had a, doing good. We had a good weekend. You went to the theater. Yes, we did. We saw you there. I was there at the theater. Yes, at the Manus Studio Theater production of the musical Fun Home. I, and, and how was your experience? I really enjoyed the show. It's a great show, period. You know, just as it's written and everything, okay. music, I think it's a fantastic show, deserve the best, tone, uh, best musical Tony. What was it up against? I don't remember. I don't remember what it was mm. up against at the time. Mm. But I think it was such a wonderfully done show. I thought this show, I thought it was a really good production of it. I had never seen a production of it. I had never seen the, the original Broadway production. Okay. This I is my first it. time seeing it. Same with me. And I, I was really impressed with how good it was. I thought, the especially the, the young girl who plays the young Allison, the young Allison uh, she, she blew me away how good she was. And also the two kids playing her brothers as yeah. well. I thought the, the kids were great. The adults, I thought, were generally good. There was one performance in there I could have probably done without, but I okay. won't say any more beyond that. Be discreet. I will be discreet. discreet. Like I never ran. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because discreet is your middle name. That's what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> you know, discretion is the better part of getting your ass burnt. The only thing I didn't understand about the production... Okay, tell me. ...was the very end. It ends with the three Allisons singing on stage. Their That's big closing number at the That's end. That's correct. And that should be the end of the show. Uh, okay, I agree. And it came back, and they were doing, like, one of the earlier numbers as a group number. At the end, after the curtain call. Yeah. See, I have this... I have a feeling about anything that happens after a curtain call. My feeling is, you've asked the audience... To sit there and watch you politely for the past two and a half hours, and so far they have done that. Right. And now, as their reward, you're going to get off the stage as fast as fucking possible. Okay? So that's my <laughs> thing. To go back into a song. Now, there are times it really works. Yes, and sure. I have seen it work. The Joseph Mega Mix and Joseph in the Amazing Technicolor Dream. I hate anything that's attached to the word Mega Mix. <laughs> That's what it was called. But you know? I, and it is called. And it was an excellent thing to see at the very end of the show. They're doing a whole medley of yeah. a lot, so many of the numbers. See, I think that's the, that's the biggest that illustration of the problem with such a mega mix. It's like it's, it's feeding to the audience. You no, know? it's it's uh, you've you've done sat and watched all of this time. Yeah. Okay. And now, after you thank us for doing it for you, now you should be dismissed. Yeah. Okay. We're going to do the whole fucking thing again in three and a half minutes. What's right in this name? Because in this show, I mean, it's not a conventional musical like the classic musicals that we know. It tells us just one story of this girl and her family 
and growing up in this family. Yeah, there's no there's no second banana part. Yeah, there's no big group dance numbers or anything like that. This is a very small, unconventional musical. Yes, about a family. I'll tell you a lot. What I what I've heard is a lot of people don't a understand or b appreciate the style of storytelling that it is. And I think it's beautifully told as a musical. It really is. I think it has to be very clearly staged. Yes, and I think that was I think that was done for the most part in this show. Uh, so it works. It, it, it's something that's going to work in smaller venues. Yeah, it's not going to work on a big stage with a five hundred seat house. It's not going to work in a, in a big yeah. house like that. It's a small, intimate show. Yeah, it's it so, really it, is. It was it, it was interesting. I, I, I it's a moving show. I mean, I I had tears in my eyes at the end for that last number. Uh, but this is it. Then they had that closing number. The whole cast. So like, so you what, didn't need that. You just left the show on a high note. You the, know, the three girls sing and the. The, the lights go down and you wait for a minute or two for the audience to say oh and then the lights come back up and the they curtain the calls bow. happen yeah the bows okay. and everything so the curtain calls happen they do their bows yep and now according to the way it's written and this should be the way it is they uh, leave the stage yeah now what they're doing is they all bow up to a certain point the three Allisons bow and then they go back and sing Ring of Keys right which is the young Allison song in action too that blew your socks off yeah she does a great job with that number yeah but like um, i said you, you didn't need it for this show it's inappropriate in my, in my opinion it's inappropriate it's not the ending of the show no. the ending was those three girls singing that now, last what is, number I'll, i will tell you this the the show is written without bow music which kind of makes sense well and but it's very unconventional i know it's not what the audience is used to hearing uh, not the audience it's not, sometimes it's what the actors are used to playing i know that they have to have that music Music at the end as they're taking their bows, and I don't think you need it for this kind of a show. When it's not written. Yeah, you so didn't need it. When you could easily have put Ring of Keys as curtain call music. There's no curtain call music, there is no exit music. So the, the show ends when the three Allisons are finished singing. Yeah. When that musical fan, the show's over. Yeah. Okay. So we're gonna take a second and now we're gonna do the bows and thank you very much and good night. Yeah. That's the way it's written. And that's the way it should have been done. They thought that. It's odd to not have music at the end. Does it feel a little bland? Does it feel like it needs? Does it need a? Does it feel? And may, maybe I think. Does Gypsy have bow music or curtain music? Gypsy? Yeah. Yeah, it does. Okay, I wasn't sure. I couldn't remember off the top of my head because that just ends on a high note too with Rose's turn. Right. Well, but but, but that's an old fashioned musical. The and, last of the musicals of that era, and, really. And it's it's thirty five people. You could do it with. You yeah. Know what I mean, there's you, you have to take a curtain call. So yeah. You can, you know. And should the bow be one entire company bow? So yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's a it's a judgment call. I think because there's no music written for it, it should be as fast and as almost unobtrusive as possible. Exactly. Yeah. But like I said, it didn't need it. This show didn't need it. Yeah. It depends. Would it need it in a bigger place? Maybe in a in a bigger venue, it might have, but not for a smaller not for a smaller venue. No. You can't. There's no. Need, I mean, there's no. I, for me personally, I just think there's no need for it. The show ends on such a great note with those three women singing. Yeah, 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 yeah. It doesn't need any more music after that. It doesn't. Yeah. Well, whoever wrote it didn't want to have music. Obviously, they didn't write it that way. That was the end, you know? So that was my only quibble about the production, really. Okay. Otherwise, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm so glad I got to see it. Okay. Definitely. Nice. Yeah. So I guess we will move on to our first segment of the night. Okay, what is it? Ooh. 
Segments. We're doing segments. Yes, it's time for a little heavy petting. All right, what you got? Well, once again, our roving pet reporter, John Steele, has provided another story for us. Nice. Thank you, John. Yes. Because, you know, he ain't doing it. So so you're doing it, and I appreciate that. Well, this story comes from Florida. They're proposing a new law down there that would make it illegal to let a dog be in a driver's lap or stick its head out of a window of a moving car. It includes provisions to make it illegal to have a dog transported, quote, on the running board, fender, hood or roof of a motor vehicle, as well as in a trunk or enclosed cargo space. Dogs may also not be transported in a car that is being towed. Now, those seem pretty obvious. Well, that seems reasonable. That's, that seems reasonable. On top of those restrictions, the bill would require dogs to be secured in a crate appropriate for the dog's size while in a motor vehicle on a public roadway, or be restrained with a safety harness or seatbelt other than a neck restraint, or be under the physical control of someone other than the driver while in the car. Oh, I'm still okay with you. Okay. Dogs transported in open truck beds or of pickup trucks must be in a well-ventilated dog crate that allows them to have good footing, be safe from inclement weather, and be protected from direct sunlight. The dog must be able to turn around normally, stand and sit, and lie down in a natural position inside the crate while it is secured to the pickup truck. Okay, okay, hold on. That's never going to happen. That is drawing a line right there. Yeah, especially in rural parts of Florida. That's never going to happen. I just don't see that happening. Violators can face a potential moving violation citation, but it would not count as a criminal traffic infraction. The law also makes decat deploying illegal unless it's for a necessary medical therapy. And states can fine an owner up to $1,000 for decloying their cat. Yeah, uh, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, okay, I'm with that. I, I can get with that. It would also, uh, it says, it says individual incidents of a cat being declawed would legally count as separate violations. And a provision in the text would allow courts to ban, defend, to ban offenders from owning an animal as a condition of probation. Uh, I can get behind that. Mm, little I don't know. You, you know, if you're going to declog, you know what declog a cat is? That's like taking away... Oh, of course. I don't believe in it. I don't support that at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if, if, if you're going to have an animal in your house... But to say, like, oh, you're a repeat offender, therefore you can't own a pet. Well, a repeat offender, yes, I think, yes. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. It's The first time you do it's like, all right, did you learn? Now you're never going to do that again, right? I was like, go be a good girl. And if she comes back again, then you say, no, you're done. You can't do it again. But what about if they do the same thing for the people with the dogs? Take the claws off the dogs? No, but the other laws that I decided that they want to propose, what if they find people who are repeat offenders of those laws? Concerning the transportation of dogs and their vehicles. I, I think it should be a violation. I think it should be paid by a fine. Okay. Do you think they should face the possibility of being banned from owning a, a pet as a condition of probation? You know what? In an instance like this, I'm thinking, how is the pet and the animal relationship? Okay. The, the pet and the person relationship. Okay. Okay. Is... He had, is the pet head shy? Is the pet running for me? Is the pet scared of me? Does the pet come up to me? Does it lick my hand? Does it, how do the pet, does the pet look happy? Is it wagging its tail? Is it happy? In the back of a pickup truck, okay? Do I want you to transport the dog in the back of a pickup truck loose like that from a cross country trip or that the dog lives that way? No. no. Of course not. Okay. 
on the way to the beach, okay? Dropping the kids off at school, picking the going to the library books, doing your around it. The dog is now, that's a, a, that's a different thing. I don't, is there a distinction between those types of things? Like what I'm describing. Right. Is there a distinction between that and like long hauling these animals like this? I, uh, it doesn't sound like you're making any distinction. If you're going to move from Buffalo to San Antonio. Okay. And keep your dog like that the whole time. But let's say you're just driving down to the local dairy down a half a mile from your house and you have a pickup truck and you put your dog in the back of the pickup truck. First of all, try to keep a happy dog out of the back of the pickup truck. <laughs> That's been everything I've ever seen. It's, it, you know, it's scary on the highway because anything can happen on the highway. Right. And, you know, that dog is maybe safer than the rest of us. I know. Oh, who the hell? What the fuck, Patrick? Hey, it's Florida's problem. <laughs> but this could be a model for future legislation in other in other states in the future, you know? I'm all about respecting the animal, and I think that has to do with sometimes letting the animal live like an animal. You know what yes. I mean? Like they, 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 See, that's my only concern, is this constantly of concern about over-regulation of everything, and now we're imposing more laws to protect animals and stuff, which is fine. I don't have a problem with that. If you can, it's if, just if, the whole idea of having to keep on imposing these laws. Some of it's, which is just, this is just like common sense stuff, like you can't have your dog on a running board or a fender or a hood while it's moving. Yeah, I think that's pretty obvious that's, stuff. You, you know, shouldn't have to make a law about that, for yeah, Christ's sake. Yeah. But, in, but we have so many stupid people in this country that I guess we have to make a law for it. And, and, and uh, yeah. I guess we do. If it's proven again and again that that you should not be around animals, then I think we should limit that person. Yes, I from agree. From having access to animals. Yes, I would agree. Okay. That we can agree on that. But I think the judgment is best made seeing the relationship of the dog in its current environment. Yeah. Is he happy? Is he healthy? Is, is he eating? Is he drinking? Is he abusing people? Is he being abused by people? How is he with the kids? Well, I hate that cat too, so I don't blame him. You know, that kind of stuff. All right. We now turn to our compendium of canines, our doggy dictionary. Doggy dictionary. And we're up to the letter V. V. Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> a Venetian... <laughs> A Venetian blind. No, a Vesla. Ves, a Vesla. Vesluz. Ves, Ves, Ves. Vespa. No. Vespa. Ciao. No, yeah, the Vespa. Um, uh, oh, God. Uh, Vishu? Oh, you're, you're actually getting close Yeah, now. right? Oh, Vishla. Vishla. Well, you know, now you're not. Now you're going uh, What is course. it? What is it? It is called the Vicon. Go ahead. V-I-K-H-A-N. It's a breed of livestock guard dog from Pakistan and India. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The breed's name is derived from the Sanskrit word Vik which means broken, noseless, or hermit. They think the name is either due to the broken, uneven land on which it was found, or because the breed often lives in solitude. It's about, it's about two, a little bit over two feet tall. Holy shit. It's, oh, let me show you a picture of it. Yeah. Right. Holy shit. Right? Isn't that amazing looking? I don't uh, know. That's not who I was talking about. That yeah, that's the kind. Of, it looks like a, almost like a greyhound, yeah, right? Yeah, like a greyhound and a and a and a great dane, right? Yeah, it's a very light frame. And too much to kill it. It's built more for speed than for strength. C colors can come in black, reddish, or mottled in color. Has drooped ears and a bushy tail. Its long coat, when it grows, its long coat is often shorn, and the hair is used to make a dark wool. Click the click the one with that long head. The, the other white one on the page. Yeah. See, so, yeah. See how thick that. Yeah. 
yeah, 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 yeah. And I love you shave him. all that off. That's amazing, yeah, right? Yeah, beautiful dog. Yeah, I love it. But it's used to guard flocks of sheep from predators, including leopards. And that's why it's so big. And often it'll be fitted with a thick iron collar to protect <clears throat> the breed's neck from the leopard's teeth. From the teeth. leopard's teeth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is considered an intelligent, fearless, territorial, and fierce dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beautiful looking, right? Yeah, that's amazing. I just love, look at that face. Oh, how can you not love that? Yeah, just I like a better full out hair. Yeah, I prefer, I don't like it I don't too like short. That. That like this like gray, that. like this this picture where it's like a greyhound. Yeah, thing. I don't know. I, I, yeah, I mean, that's, it's impressive. Because it is, it's, an, oh, it's, I mean, it's still a beautiful looking dog. Yeah, because he's got a beautiful you know, silhouette, but it. The head Look how long those legs are. Yeah. My God. Just amazing. So, thank you to the VCon. VCon. We now move on to our next segment. There's something in me. Happy birthday. Many happy VCon returns. A very a happy birthday. What was that? But I couldn't think of any. Never mind. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> Who died? Well, who's dead? No, today, who's... Today's birthdays. Today's birthdays. Who's dead? There's only one birthday I want to talk about. Today is the actual birthday of the father of our country, the first president of the United States, George Washington. Okay. Born today in 1732. 1732. Times was hard. Yes. He was boy was muddy. And being that we've already, we've covered Washington in the past and stuff, and I figured since we just observed Have President's we? Day, yeah, and uh, the last time, because we did an episode on February twenty second last year. Okay, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. But anyway, I bigger since we just passed uh, President's Day because it's okay. been Lincoln's and Washington's birthday in the past two weeks. Okay. I figure I'd give you a little trivia quiz. About George Washington? Well, about, you can guess, was it Washington or Lincoln? Oh, dear. <laughs> so let's see how you do. Oh, dear. Okay. Which president was employed as a land surveyor? Lincoln. Wrong. Washington. Okay, go ahead. Lincoln was a lawyer. Which Lincoln was a log. <laughs> Which president introduced the use of the title Mr. President? Uh, uh, Washington. Washington is correct. Yeah, yeah. Which president made Thanksgiving a national holiday? Abraham Lincoln. Very good. Which president received a patent? Oh, interesting. Uh, I'm going to go with uh Lincoln. Wrong. It's Washington. What did what did Patton? He created a sixteen-sided threshing barn in 1794. Okay. A threshing barn is a barn where they would separate the edible part of the wheat from the straw. Okay. And he created that and patented it in 1794. That's probably a good thing. Right? We have that. Yes, definitely. All right. Wow. See, I was thinking Washington, once he retired from the military and from that public life, like he just wanted to like sit in a chair. Well, no, he kept busy, I'm sure. Uh, you know? I don't, I, I don't he had a plantation and slaves to run. Well, that's supervise. what I mean. But he didn't get involved in like big geopolitical. No, he stayed out of the politics yeah. once he yeah. completed his two terms of office. You yeah. Know? So I, I think he would just sort of sit there. I imagine him more just sort of sitting there and... and I mean, I think at one point, they, I anything. think Adams may have summoned Washington when there was some kind of rebellion or crisis and I think he summoned Washington out of out of retirement and Washington took on the title even though he was very old at that point. I don't know what you're talking about. I, know, I don't remember the exact I've incident. I've never heard but, that story before. Yeah, but yeah, I believe that's the story. Well, link it. <laughs> 
I'll look for it, definitely. Anyway, which president was eulogized with the words, first in war, first in peace, and first in the hearts of his countrymen? Lincoln. Lincoln is correct. Which president had to borrow money to travel to his own inauguration? Uh, Lincoln. That was my guess, too, and we were both wrong. It's Washington. Why? Because Washington was a rich landowner, but he didn't have a lot of cash on hand. So he had to borrow money to travel from Virginia to New York for the inauguration. So he had to borrow cash. Yep. All right. All right. All right. No, I'm just... <laughs> All right. It's like I'll get, give me give me the two hundred dollars and I'll pay it back. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it was. I, well, you see, I'm worth the money. You know what I'm saying? Like what the fuck? I'm the president. I'm I good just for don't it. have any cash. <laughs> I'm good for it. I'm gonna be in DC. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I, I, is that meant to be like a shaming story? Like a or is it, no? Know, it's just know. a fact that a factoid. Yes. Okay. Which President? I think it's smarmy, though. I don't know why. Okay. Which cat had a president named Tabby in the White House? Lincoln. Lincoln is correct. Lincoln had kids. I never pictured him being a cat owner. Lincoln had kids. Who had bigger feet, Lincoln or Washington? Lincoln. Lincoln was a size 14. Washington was a size 13. Oh, I didn't think he was going to go above a nun. <laughs> there was little back in the day. I know. And he was this gigantic person. Washington was a tall man, too. Yeah, but not Abe Lincoln tall. No. I think Lincoln was the tallest president of all of them. Yeah. Which president was an ancestor of Franklin Delano Roosevelt? Washington. Washington is correct. In fact... Every U.S. president except Gerald Ford can trace lineage back to George Washington. That's cool. Even Barack Obama. That's creepy. Yeah. Let's let's study that one. There's a guy an idea for a play right there. Who? Right there. That whole thing that you like. Like every one of them has a relationship to George Washington, including Obama. Oh, yes. really? What is Obama's ancestral relationship? I don't know. To George Washington. That's the play. Oh right yeah, there. I know, right? Which president? Did writer Larry Kramer claim was gay? Uh, Lincoln. Actually, he claimed both of them were. Okay. Well, that's a trick question. <laughs> I know. I, can, I, had to, I had to throw that in there. But yes, he claimed both of them were gay. All right. Which president was falsely claimed to have met an angel? Uh, Washington. Washington is correct. There was a story written about him in 1861 that he met an angel while he was encamped at Valley Ford. Okay. And this angel showed him a vision of the future of America. Well, to be fair, it was cold as fuck in Valley Ford. <laughs> I couldn't keep enough wood. I went through three cords a month. Uh, yeah. Okay. 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 So that's it for our trivia questions for today. So to George Washington and Abe Lincoln, we say... Except for those who are okay, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not one of them. You know, whatever. They did okay by me. I'm just saying, they, you know. Uh, yeah. He had slaves. Yes, he did. And some people hold that as a... I forget it. Of no. course they do. Of course, I, listen. Many of the founding fathers were slave owners, you Let's know? Let's not do this. I know. You're you're the one who brought it up. All right, well, I wanted to kill it now. Oh, okay. One of those, I brought you into the world and I could take you out moments right there. That was Bill Cosby. I thought it was Mommy Dearest. No, no, no. That was Bill Cosby. (laughs) The other thing was George Carlin, but that was Bill Cosby. Fucking meow was George Carlin. (laughs) We now move on to our next segment. That was research. (laughs) Uh, George Carlin did. Yeah. 
It's time for some Bring Out Your Dead. George calling on dogs and cats. So if they want to go Google it. Okay. Then Thank use you. the YouTube. It's worth seeing it. Okay. I'm making video recommendations tonight, okay? That's what's happening. Well, thank you. Everybody go see that fucking dog that was called Employee of the Month. Yes. And look for George Carlin, Cats and Dogs. Okay. Go ahead. Dogs have eyebrows. Go ahead. <laughs> so this week on Bring Out Your Dead, we have someone who died on February 17th of the last week at the age of 84. Oh, wait. I know who this is. Let's see if you know who it is. They died. She was born Estelle Caro Eggleston in Mississippi. That's a silly name. She began her acting career. That was judgy and horrible of me. Yes, it was. But it's a silly name. She began her acting career in 1959 in the film Say One For Me, starring Bing Crosby. Uh, I don't know who she is yet. She won the 1960 Golden Globe Award for New Star of the Year. Okay. That year, she also appeared in three Playboy pictorials uh -oh. and was named Playmate of the Month for uh -oh. January 1960. Uh-oh. I, that that I believe that was before they showed full nudity. What are we life. looking for here? Who, uh, the name birthday? of this person who died. Uh, he sh oh, they died They died on. Th they died. on. a week ago. Yes. Okay. She starred in films such as Girls, Girls, Girls with Elvis Presley, The Nutty Professor with Jerry Lewis, also The Courtship of Eddie's Father, and most famously to you and me, probably, The Poseidon Adventure. Oh. Where she played the ex-hooker slash wife of cop Ernest Borgnine. No. And I've seen all those movies. Oh, I can't believe you don't know I've it. seen all of those movies. Her name is Stella Stevens. Oh, Stella Stevens. Stella I wouldn't have known Stevens. that. Put a gun to my head, I wouldn't have come up. Now, here's a little trivia that I did not know about Stella Stevens. Oh, I can't wait. In the 1960s, she was a member of a vocal ensemble called the Skipjacks. Okay. They are best known for performing the theme songs for the TV shows The Flintstones and The Patty Duke Show. No way. Yeah. They sang The Flintstones song? Yes, they did. Now you know who sang those songs, and Stella Stevens was a member of that. Wow. She was married and divorced and had one son... So she was like the sex pot hooker type. I wouldn't have been, I wouldn't have been, I saw all those movies, but she's not the character I would be focused on. <laughs> okay. In any of them. Well, because you're gay. Uh, whatever it is, I'm just saying, how dare you out me. But, but she was great in Poseidon Adventure. They were all great in the Poseidon yes. Adventure. In fact, there's a video clip I have of her and actress Carol Lindley, who was in the movie also, and they're at some kind of like fan thing or whatever. Right. And they do a, "Quote unquote reenactment of a scene from no the Poseidon Adventure." That's funny. I'm going to post down the bonus material. That's funny. <laughs> we need a gong so that you, when you're editing, yes, we can like, oh, a oh, cowbell, a cowbell, okay. and every time we want to put something on the on to remind you when you're listening. Yes, it's a lot. We should do a cowbell. Okay, so that you know that you got to go do that. Okay, All right, go ahead. I'll talk to my producer about getting a cowbell. Oh, I could have written that myself. <laughs> But anyway, she in March of 2016, she moved into a long-term Alzheimer's care facility in Los Angeles. When? In March of 2016. Oh, my God. And she died of complications from the disease on February 17th at the age of 84. So from from, from 2016... Basically the past seven years. She's been... Hospitalized for Alzheimer's. For Alzheimer's. Dying by inches. Yeah. Yeah, not a kind of not a fun way to go, I guess. No. 
at all, right? Of course. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I believe that there comes a time when keeping the body alive is not necessarily the right thing to do. I agree. I definitely would agree with that. But that's a whole other issue for another yeah. day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our next dead person died on February 19th of this year. He was born in Bridgeport, Connecticut in 1944 to a Jewish family. He described his mother as being physically abusive, and he said that his comedy career began when he tried to make his lo- mother laugh to distract her from abusing him and his brother. In 1972, after his first divorce, he moved to New York City and began working as a stand-up comic at Manhattan Comedy Clubs. Do I know who this is? Uh, you should. Uh-uh. In 1974, he co-starred in the classic comedy film, The Groove Tube. Have you ever seen The Groove Tube? I can't say that I have. It's a parody of, like, TV shows and stuff. It's okay. very it sounds like Zoom, 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 Zoom. Like, what? Zoom. That was the, the opening. We're gonna zoom, 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 zoom. We're gonna zoom, 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 Right. <laughs> Sounded like that. Then from 1993 to 1999, he played the role of Detective John Munch. In oh, the this is Richard Homicide. Belzer. Yes. Richard Belzer. Richard Belzer. I loved him. He then went on to play the same role on Law and Order yeah, Special Victims Unit from 1999 to 2013. That was like the perfect marriage of actor and character. Yeah. Yeah, he was really good in that role. Uh, oh, I don't know what I'm talking about. That's just a professional actor doing what they do. Yes. He was, but anyway, he was so married to that. Oh, definitely. He appeared in many other TV shows as oh, that yeah, character, you know? He was also an avid follower of conspiracy theories. Oh, was he? He wrote five books on conspiracy theories. Which ones? Well, he was a big follower of the Kennedy assassination. Okay. Well, but I forget some of the up. other ones. The Kennedy assassination is fucked up. I'm square on this. If, if you're going to call me a conspiracy theorist because I think the official story of that is being shushushed. Of course it is. Well, there's the official story and there's the true story. And I think that they're two different stories in this case. Nothing would surprise me. Not anymore. Okay, go ahead. But anyway, he was uh, married three times, divorced twice, and he died at his home on February 19th at age 78 from complications of unspecified circulatory and respiratory conditions. Okay. According to his friend Bill Sheft, Belzer's last words were, Fuck you, motherfucker. That's fantastic. Good words to go out on. That's fantastic. So rest in peace to Richard Belzer. I think there's a contest now. How many fucks can you get into the sentence? Like your last words? Okay. What brought that up? Well, you said fuck you, motherfucker, and I'm thinking... Oh, okay. Like you could say fuck you, you fucking fuck. Oh, yeah. And fuck makes sense in every in every one of those positions, in a sense. Dennis Hopper has a line like that exactly. in the movie Blue Velvet, where you know, like every other word is fucking yeah. some form or derivative. Exactly. Life. And it works all the time. Yes, it does. It's a good handy word. It is. We now move on to our next segment. Today in history! And today in history, we've actually discussed this last year, but I wanted to bring it up again because it's the 40th anniversary of this show opening and closing in one night. Okay. At the Eugene O'Neill Theater on Broadway. Did I know the last time we talked about it? I don't know. Uh, what kind of the archives you keep? I know. <laughs> I keep lots. You know that we talked about this last year, but you don't know what we said? No, I don't keep track of what we said. Okay. I just keep track of what's on the script and what we discuss on the show. Okay. And the idea of maybe going back and listening to the show came up how many times? Never. Okay. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> the cast included June Gable, who played Joey's agent on Friends, Mara Hobel, who played the young Christina in Mommy Dearest, 
Oh. And everyone's favorite lesbian, Holland Taylor. Okay. Who played Charlie Sheen and John Cryer's mom on Two and a Half Men. I love that bitch. She's crazy. The show was Moose Murders by Arthur Bricknell. Okay. Considered <laughs> by the worst show ever to appear on Broadway. I think you should make it a point to always bring that up on this day. Like a Moose Murder Memorial Day. Okay. So always honor this day. Always honor this day. <laughs> Well, one of the reviews described a scene in which a mummified, a mummified paraplegic rose from his wheelchair and kicked a man dressed as a moose in the crotch. Okay. <laughs> the New York Times theater critic Frank Rich wrote in his review that there would always be two groups of theater goers in the world. Those who have seen moose murders and those who have not. Well, there are how many people could have been in that theater that night? What, what theater was it? The Eugene, Eugene O'Neill. Yeah, okay. I don't know. I can't specifically say I remember whether or not that house is huge or not. <laughs> New York art critic. It's New in the Yorker. middle of a block. It yeah, can't be that big. I know. New Yorker art critic said the play would insult the intelligence of an audience consisting entirely of amoebas. <laughs> okay, that's rough. What's the worst professional production you've ever seen, oh, Tommy? Oh, oh, God. Worst wow. show you've ever seen on okay. a professional stage? On a professional stage, the worst show. Okay, hold on. Oh, you know what I really, really didn't like? The last Three Penny Opera. Okay. Oh, uh, that was torture for me. I I did not want to go back for Act Two. There was another one I didn't want to go back for Act Two. But I hadn't seen Cindy Lauper yet. Okay. So, <laughs> okay. I was miserable. <laughs> For that, it was it was also the one of the ones that Andrew Lloyd Webber sent over. The one that had all the projections as the set. I don't remember now. Oh which one God, was. what was it? A woman in white. Oh, okay. The woman yeah. in white. Which is a ghost story, so I understand what that I know. was. Uh, yeah, I didn't like that very much at all. Okay. I have two also. They were both off-Broadway. I think one may have been off-off-Broadway. The first one was My Big Fat, My Big Gay Italian Wedding. Okay. Well, what are you expecting, Patch? Well, it was supposed to be a comedy. And oh, dear. It, yeah, it really wasn't very funny. Big Gay Irish. Big, big Gay, gay Italian, Italian Wedding. Big gay Italian wedding. It was supposed to be a big take, sort of take off on I, my big fat Greek wedding, whatever. Yeah, you live whatever. in person, and it's like we're going to stage it like it's at a wedding, and you're the guest. And, no, it wasn't even done that way. It opened with this musical dance number for no reason, because there was it's not a musical. So they had a whole big dance number in the beginning of the show. Okay. And then it, it was like watching the gay version of a Chitlin Circuit show. Oh, dear. Yeah. that's. I mean, I don't want that to sound racially offensive. It's not meant to be. But the kind of show where the audience is expected to like be like, oh, oh, listen to what he said, you know? Right, right, right. That's what You're this... pantomime. It was awful. Okay. Thank that. God we didn't thank... I, actually, no, we paid for those. Then the next one that we got as a gift was the most fabulous... Did they feed you? No. Okay, yeah. The next one we saw was called the most fabulous Christmas pageant ever shown or whatever it was called. Why would you go to that? That was a gift. Okay. And it was awful. Because the whole thing is about them putting on the show, and then you see maybe like 
15 minutes, half an hour of this Christmas pageant. Okay. And again, not funny at all. Uh, So is it like little girls getting ready for a Christmas pageant or is it like women getting ready? No, it was like gay men doing a Christmas pageant. gay men getting ready for a Christmas pageant. Yeah. And it was... Okay. So it's about that whole backstage thing. It's about the characters. It sucked. being bitchy queens. It sucked. Getting ready. Bitchy queens would have helped this show. Oh, oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. There's your stereotype right there. That's true. <laughs> I know, right? Pageants? The most did, fabulous Christmas pageant. Or the the most fabulous? Did they, did they transform into drag? It was... It, no, I wish they had. Wow. Yeah, it so was... So many missed opportunities. Yeah, it was just awful. Just awful. So those are the worst things I've seen okay, on well. a stage. Anyway, we move on to our next segment now. What day is it? Okay. Could you Okay, I have a few. Oh, you have a few? Baked potato day. Today is baked potato day. Is it? I don't I don't know. I don't have it on my list here. I only put down the ones that I found of interest. There's more than one? Yes. Okay. But baked potato day wasn't it's one of them. It's not the international day of the baked potato. No, it's not. The, the national... <laughs> All right. Uh, you should know one of them. You're a good Catholic boy. Uh, what day is it? Well, it's Ash Wednesday. That's one of them. And be careful what you call me. As close as you can be to me, you can't. You you have to be careful what you say. What? What? Call me a good Catholic boy. Well, you were baptized a Catholic, or you? I was confirmed. I was baptized and confirmed as a Lutheran. Uh, really? They do that? Yeah. The Lutherans? Yes, they do. Really? Yeah. Do they follow the Pope? No. No, they do not follow the Pope. They were the first ones to break away from... They, they basically started the Protestant Reformation. That's the nail on the... the Martin the, Luther. Martin Luther with the thing. That's how they get Lutheran. and yep. Okay. All right. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. For some reason, I find that interesting. But yes, yeah, today is Ash Wednesday. It's a holy day of prayer and fasting. It's preceded, of course, by uh, Shrove Tuesday, or as people in New Orleans call it, Fat Tuesday. Yesterday That's was right. Mardi Gras, of course. That's right. That's right. And it marks the first day of Lent, That's which right. is a six-week period of penitence before Easter. That's right. That's what you do uh, if you want to be a good Catholic. Now, of course, I always wondered why ashes. Why do they use ashes? Well, I can tell you where they get the ashes from. And I know that, too. Okay. You tell us, where do they get the ashes from? The previous year's palms. That is correct, from Palm Sunday. From Palm Sunday. That was something I that was something I learned. I never knew that before. Well, because you're not Catholic. Exactly. I've See, never gone to church on Ash Wednesday to get ashes. The, the, that's called the schmutz. Although, from what I understand... You got schmutz on your face. Yeah, schmutz, 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 more and more schmutz. Christian denominations, aside from the Catholics, are now doing the, the, ash, uh, the Wednesday ashes. services now. Really? Yep. Outside the Catholics? Yeah, I think others, there are denominations that do it, too. Like who? I don't know offhand. Okay, hold on. Okay. Don't think the ashes are exclusively Catholic. They actually predate the Catholic Church. Everything except the buildings and the money predates the predates the Catholic Church. Or oh, none of it's original. Well, of course not. But you know, but I don't want people to think that it's just it started with Ash Wednesday and they started using ashes. No, ashes were used to. Uh, express grief and to express sorrow for sins even before uh, the and incense of... is used for whatever and whatever and the, it's all part of, come from something else. Uh, what's the other? Are we done with? Are we done with Ash Wednesday? No, we're done with Ash Wednesday. The other day is you might like this one as a bartender. I'm not. It's National Margarita Day. I can make you the best margarita. Yes. yes. How do you how do you make the margarita? The way a margarita is meant to be made. Okay. A margarita 
Tequila is three ingredients. Yes. Okay. Tequila, of course. Okay. And uh, which tequila, whatever, to to your budget and taste, well, uh, it all hits like a battery acid. But Cuervo's the best. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, a triple sec? Yep. Need triple sec. Okay. And a, like, a, like a third of the tequila, you know what I mean? Like... It's not your half and half. It's not the same. No, no, it's not the same it's proportions. It's not the same proportions at all. But, uh, and then uh, lime juice. Lime juice. Uh, uh, yeah, that's how you make a margarita. Yes, and look, okay. it's yours, the perfect margarita. Because I make them like that. I don't know. It's maybe my ability to judge the poor. Okay. Don't ever uh, underestimate the poor. Now, do you prefer making one on the rocks or uh, well, out they, or frozen? They all. I don't like frozen. They all get shook uh, in ice. Right. Shook, uh, you put those three ingredients into your shaker yep. with ice. And you shake the shit out of it until your hand sticks to the metal of the of the shaker because it's frosted now because you've been shaking the face so fucking right. Okay. And then if they want rocks, you put it in a tequila glass, which I'm not a fan of. Yeah. You're in a tequila glass. You put the ice in the glass and then you strain the what you have in the shaker right. into the glass. Cool. So it should be cold. Really fucking cold. That's how you make a margarita. And the same thing with the salt on the rim. I have no objection to that. I was going to ask you, do you prefer salted or unsalted? I'm ambivalent about the salt. I got to tell you. On one hand, it's fun. Sure, why not? On yeah. the other hand, you got to lick the whole fucking glass. <laughs> You know what I mean? It just seemed like... But it's another flavor that is, isn't it? You got sweet, you got sour, you got salty, you got so many flavors yeah, in this drink, you know? National Margarita Day? What yeah. day? Do you know what the word margarita means in margarita Spanish? Margarita means margarita. No, well, that's another name, but it also, the word means daisy. Daisy? Yes. Margarita. Yeah. Um, okay, I love daisies. And do you know what song popularized it in the 1970s? Daisy? No, margar margaritas. Uh, in the 1970s? What song popularized that drink? It could. It had to be, what's his name? The uh, the Parrot Heads. <laughs> he wrote uh, yes. the song. Jimmy, Jimmy Buffett's Buffett, Margaritaville. Margarita, right. Oh, God, I, I hated hearing that song. It was overplayed to death uh, back then, yeah. 1977. It's a nice drink. It, you know, you parrot gotta, Heads scare me. You got to respect it. <laughs> The margarita. It's, it's margarita is a great drink. It's not a frilly little girly. Drink. Oh no, it's not. It can definitely. It, it'll put you in your place. Yeah, definitely. Fast. Oh, definitely. So that yeah. So happy National Margarita yeah, Day. Yeah, for sure. I we'll toast with idea. wine. Yeah, we'll toast with wine. Although had you had you like given up any information about this clandestine endeavor of yours. <laughs> Um, I, I would I, we we could have made margaritas. Well, the next time I know that we have an alcoholic holiday to observe, I'll make sure I tell you ahead of time. Okay, I'm being completely non-committal because you're going to come up with like 17th century champagne from the Bordeaux <laughs> region. It's of... flaming rum punch day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> some sort of bizarre, right? Like a pint, <laughs> or yeah, some fucking grog. It's me day. Yeah, yeah. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, on those kind of days, don't even bother. Better, you know what? Better you should keep the secret yes. of your clandestine maneuvers. We now move on to our next segment. Turn your head and call. Oh, <laughs> my God. Between you oh and God. Steve, I don't know who's going to die first. I'm actually lightheaded. Uh-oh. Yeah, buzzy, like weird. Oh, that's yeah. what, yeah. A little cough a little too hard yeah, there. Too, yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> 
You know, it's settling down now. Well, anyway, this story is about two stroke victims who volunteered for a first-of-its-kind experiment. And the one stroke victim had little use of her left hand and arm, and they implanted a device uh, in her body that zaps her spinal cord in spots that control hand and arm motion. And when they switched it on, she was able to grab objects, use them, open a lock by the end of the, uh, the study, could cut her own steak. But it's not a cure, because once they removed the implant, there was some improvement for like a month afterwards, but then she was back to her original state again. But they're saying that, you know, this is signs of work, of it's worth further research into it, because previously a lot, a lot of the research into stroke victims and mobility was conducted on the lower limbs. Okay. But not so much on the upper part of the body. Okay. Because I guess there's, there's more complications involved with the brain sending multiple signals to your body, to your upper part of your body in order to move things. Well, it's kind of like that right or that left. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> But they said, like I said, this is a it's basically a breakthrough. Okay, so uh, what I want to know is, did they leave it in her? No, they took it out. Why? Because it was only an experimental study. Did they put it back? As, uh, the story did not indicate that, no. Fuck them. You know it worked for her, so long as she had it in. Right. Leave it in! Well... Maybe she didn't want it in, in that case, fuck me. But leave it... But, uh. That's all I really had about that. I just think Thank it's great God. news for stroke victims in the future. Any good news is good news for stroke victims. You could be a stroke victim. I might be tonight. <laughs> <laughs> we now move on into our next segment, wherein we take a look into my briefs. And for tonight's segment, we can give you an update on the current anti-trans laws that are being oh, passed. For fuck's sake, this is a getting like, go ahead. In Mon the Montana House of Representatives, they approved a bill which would allow school personnel to ignore students' chosen name and pronouns. Okay. The Kentucky Senate passed a bill, which also deals with pronouns, but it also goes further. It says schools could not require personnel to keep certain student information from parents, meaning that staffers could then out students to their families. Okay. But they said that, that, that the workers could withhold that information if there was evidence it could lead to abuse. Well, thank God. It, legislation there also would mandate that parents be given notice about any instruction on human sexuality and an opportunity to review the materials. Stop. What grade are these children? What age are these children? Uh, what children are we talking about? It, it doesn't specify. But I remember from my own experience, we received, the only education we received on human sexuality was in health class, and that was what sometime between 10th and 12th grade in high school. And it was only half a year. Y yeah. It wasn't a full course, and it wasn't all that instructive. <laughs> You know, mm -hmm. you're learning the basics. So I don't, yeah, I just think this is more getting like out of hand. mechanics class. Yeah, right? This is how these parts work and what they're for. It had nothing to do with anything beyond that. Yeah. So whether it's different now, I don't know. Well, clearly it's different now if they're suing because, what you know, clearly it's different now. What makes them think, that, is, is that on the agenda? Is that on, is that in the curriculum? Is what on the curriculum? What they're protesting against. Well, it's not that they're protesting, it's just that this law is letting them say that if you don't want your student receiving instruction in homosexuality, you can take them out of the course. And you can review the, the materials that are used beforehand. Oh, my God. I mean, that's like... Oh, in my, this is my history course. Uh, if there's anything in my history class that your student objects to, uh, doesn't want to learn about, you can take him out of the course then. I mean, it's just like, come on. Well, does the student suffer something of, with his grades? Of course not. 
Because then mom will carry it out. Yeah. And then lastly, in Idaho, the House of Representatives passed a bill which states that no professional counselor or therapist shall be required to counsel or serve a client regarding goals, outcomes, or behaviors that conflict with the counsel or therapist's sincerely held principles. Okay. So the minister doesn't have to work you through your relationships with your boyfriend's fisting obsession. Or if someone comes to you saying I'm trans and I'm new here to the school and uh, they can now refer you to someone else. And that that, doesn't have to deal with you. That person has a personal truly held belief uh, against such a thing. Yeah. And so now has the right to refuse counseling to the person. Okay. That person should not be a counselor under any circumstances. They shouldn't allow this in the first place. No. It's discrimination. Yeah, it's yeah. discrimination. It's a legal discrimination. Uh, I'm discriminating against the the any counselor who would be guilty of such a thing. I yeah. discriminate against that. Right? You shouldn't be in the business. You should not be a counselor. You're that uh, are they how regulated are they? I don't know. I have no idea. Not my field of expertise. Interesting. Yeah. So that's the latest on that. I was going to get into the Supreme Court case about what's going on with Google and everything, but I think that might be long and boring. So I'm going to skip it. There's no trauma there. It's going to be the. There's no like partisan divide. No, if anything, it's it's mixed right now in the court as to how they're going to rule on that. They nobody knows. They just seem to be hesitant about ruling to allow all these lawsuits against social media. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what seems. Those were the questions. Yeah, what is this going to lead? It could open a floodgate. I'm afraid of. But we'll continue that for another time. Someday it'll happen, and it'll. Well, we'll know in June. Yeah, we'll know in June what it is because they had two cases on it: one yesterday and one today. Yeah, we'll know. So we'll stay tuned on that. In the meantime, we'll move on to our next segment. Yes, it's time once again for the Week in Fascism. It seems to me that (laughs) while I was growing up, every day in Mineola at 6 o'clock, Yes. There was a horn Okay. Maybe maybe it was an air raid to go. No, it was every day. It really? may have been except for the weekend. It may have been except for Sunday. But the the <laughs> siren went off every day at 6 o'clock. I remember hearing it like at 12 o'clock. No, 6 o'clock. Okay. Okay. To this day, I have on my phone every day at 6 o'clock. Okay. The Muppet Show theme plays. <laughs> That's perfect for you. That's a little glimpse inside the darkness. <laughs> That should be a recurring series. A little glimpse inside the darkness. Yep, to this day, every day, six o'clock. Kids know. Where is the mob? Who's playing the mob? That's Tommy's phone. Yeah. Anyway, back to the week in fascism. I've been following this group on Twitter called the Florida Freedom to Read Project. Freedom to Read? Yes. Okay. And it's talking about the lesson plans that are being changed now to downplay the racism uh, faced by African Americans in history. Where is this happening? In Florida. Florida. So they published a first grade curriculum on this item about Rosa Parks. I think we should add a segment. What what segment? Florida. Oh. <laughs> this week in Florida. Just call it Florida. I know. Because it seems, well, it's the fascist state, of, the most fascist state going on right It now. is unfreaking believable. 
So anyway, in this first grade curriculum, what I was originally taught was, in 1955, Rosa Parks broke the law. In her city, the law said that African Americans had to give up their seat on the bus if a white person wanted to sit down. That's right. She would not give up her seat. No, the police didn't. came and took her to jail. Now in Florida, this is what they're being taught. Rosa Parks showed courage. One day, she rode the bus. She was told to move to a different seat. She did not. She did what she believed was right. Okay, which leads leads to the obvious question. Have you ever spent any time around children? Because the kid is going to say birthday right away. Why did they tell her to move? And the teachers are not even sure if they can answer that question now. They're not even sure if they can answer that question without violating the law in Florida now. Well, that's a sorry state of affairs. Yeah, right? A sorry state of affairs. They showed me the site, because like I said, they're on Twitter. They showed a textbook page on segregation, the way it appeared before this law was passed. And then it shows the same page after and how it was rewritten. Okay. And it's basically it's a whitewashing yeah, history. yeah, yeah. A literal yeah. whitewashing of yeah. history. We're teaching the topic. We're just not teaching it factually. Yeah, because we don't want to offend any white people no, and make I them feel bad about I their think, past you know, racism. It's 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 flabbergasting. Yeah. Absolutely flabbergasting. Such a thing. You know, it's like it, it, uh, you're you're not allowed to teach true. You can only teach this for public school. And this is like the history they're attacking. I can't wait till they start attacking science. You know, when when will that come up next now? Well, history has no real staunch like fit. Mm presence because it's history right okay we're science there are scientists and scientists are, go, are able to fight back you, you now you're dealing with a live well let's say they pass a law now you have to teach creationism in florida schools as part of a science class and you know what will happen the monkey trial <laughs> i know i'm gonna have it all over all again. over again well florida doesn't seem to care about that uh, uh, it's hard to swing back i mean there uh florida it's hot there a little too hot i guess man because i don't think they're thinking straight down there literally day, day, day with alligators <laughs> okay so it's like what Four thousand miles of coastline. Yes, that's a lot. Okay, and then you have <laughs> the coastline, and then you have these small, really small inland hilly billy hick billy billy hillbilly hillbilly situation. Yeah, so it's a it's a Florida is a special place. It's special. Yeah, it's special. It's, it's a special, special needs bus going down there. Bam. <laughs> But that's what kills me is all the people I know who either are moving or want to move to Florida. It's like, why do you want to support that fascist state? That's pe that you know? people But they don't, don't think, think about that. that. They no, think, oh, I want to retire there. I'm in Michigan. I spent 40 years in Michigan. I'm going to, you know, Boca Raton. I know, right? Fuck you. There are plenty of other places to retire people. Yeah, they, they deserve that. They, they, if they want to go there, where, where, in the United States, where could you go warm, not crazy? Palm Springs. No, no, but that's Florida. <laughs> that's California. California. Is because California warm? Uh, it is. Palm Springs is it's in yeah, the desert. Warm all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. I, I usually don't think West Coast. Uh, I know. You don't think beyond the Appalachians. I think you got to better send somebody over there, see what's on the other side of the Appalachians. <laughs> You may not want to go further. Right. Anyway, we now move on to our next segment. So 
Yes, it's time for We Like to Watch. And what happened on RuPaul this week, Tommy? Uh, they did. They did a... I'm trying to... I got to get Ru's wording. Lick, lip sync uh, Lollapurooza. Sma- lip sync Smackdown Lollapurooza. And what the hell was it? Well... <laughs> This is the longest season ever. It's yeah, season you said there's so many. Yep, it's there, unbelievable. So many contestants on it. Uh, they have like ten of them left. Oh my God, uh, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. Because remember, I started like with like sixteen. I think you said. Yeah, yeah, it was nuts. So she has them. Uh, she has Bruno, who is part of the uh, pit crew. Right. Bruno is a spectacular. Spectacular. I thought you were going to say a racially offensive word. Oh, my God. I, I would say anything it was that was necessary to be breathing the same oxygen as Bruno. That's all I'm going to say. He would roll the uh, uh, bingo balls. A bingo kit. Okay. And each queen had a name. Uh, each each ball had the name of a queen. So, you know, we're playing with the balls and right. Bruno grabbing balls. And Bruno, what balls do you have? <laughs> Whose ball do you have? And Rue with that straight regal thing. Yes. Fucking hilarious. And he so So, by that, they picked the first queen who was going to lip sync. Okay. Okay. She... Got to pick her opponent. Wow. Yes. Oh, cool. Whoever she picked got to pick the song. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. So they had like nine songs or eight songs, whatever. Yeah. They they had, and they all, you know, and you had the, and then, you know, the off-camera interviews or, or the queens involved, like, was it revenge? Well, not revenge, but how much of it was plotting? How much of it was, how, how were they manipulating? How were they deciding? What song did they want to sing? And who did they really not want to lip sync against? So they did that. And if you won until they ran out of, you know, one against one until they ran out of, okay. So if you won that, you got to go sit backstage and, and just, you're done. You're done. Okay. You're moving on. So when they're done with that, then they have, now these people are left. They didn't win. So now they're going to go up against each other. Oh my God. Okay. And they're all going to lip sync. And you know, these lip, these bitches, they know they're on TV. Yeah, of course. They're doing things that that any dance instructor would get fired for teaching their kids. Yeah. Too. They're going to do whatever uh, wild kick or move they unbelievable can. Unbelievable in platform shoes. Uh, yeah. Or worse yet, pointed heels. So, and then, you know, you get the winner. And by such a way, you get the winner. And I, I forget if there was a twist about it. There was another twist at the end that was crazy. I don't know. But it's all these. It's, it's, that's the, the Lollapurooza. Okay. okay. Sounds it's, like fun. It's, it's, it is. It's a lot of fun. It's it's very entertaining. <laughs> it's every reason in the world why there should be drag shows in every in every small town across America. Yeah, it is just fun <laughs> craziness. And yeah, that's why I watch it. And you know, I've been watching TikTok. Okay. I like the TikTok. I fall into a TikTok rabbit hole. and uh, it's, Yeah, I try to avoid it. It's an hour and a half, hour and a half later and... Oh my god. So um yeah, there's TikTok. I watch a lot of TikTok. Didn't watch any movies, anything like that this no, week? No, none of that. Okay. Well, I had a light watching week also. We only watched one new show this week. We were watching well, first we were watching the show You on Netflix. Yeah, I keep seeing that pop up. We just finished the first two seasons. We're gonna start the third season probably tomorrow. How many seasons are there? Four seasons. Four seasons just came out recently. Is it worth it? Yes. Definitely a good show. I definitely recommend it. Okay, what's it about? Oh, you talked about this. Yeah, it's about this last week. Something about EUW. E W E. What? E W E. What's E W E? Say it. That's you. Thank you. I'm talking about Y O U. Right. That was the discussion last week. 
week, I'm remembering now. Yes, this is not a show about sheep. Okay. <laughs> It's a show about a crazy psycho guy who starts stalking a girl and basically knocks off anybody who gets in his way of having a relationship with her. So it's just about a stalker. Yeah. And killing people. <clears throat> yes. Okay. So, so how do, uh, should be right up your alley. How do we, <laughs> how, I don't like stalkers. Uh, how do we feel about the stalker? Is he the, is he the, the hero? In a manner of speaking, the, the, he is. Main, I mean... The main character? It's like you, you, you like him because he's a charming character, but it's like... He's a sicko. Is he hot? It's Penn Badgley. He's a good-looking man. He used to be on Gossip Girl. I don't know. But anyway, show's worth a look. Okay. But we watched this other series. It's either like from like either like 2018 or 2019. It's only eight episodes. I wish they had made more because funny-ass show. What's it called? It's Bruno. It's Bruno. I tried It's Bruno. Funny, funny, funny. It's all about this guy Played by the guy who created the show, Salvan Naim or Naim. He's uh, an Algerian American actor and director and stuff. Okay. And he plays the owner of this puggle named Bruno, and they live in Brooklyn. And it's all about his encounters with all the people in the neighborhood that he knows. He has a rivalry with another dog owner who's a celebrity because he appears on the dog food brand. Okay. The episodes are only made like 15 to 20 minutes, lo 20 minutes long at the most. They're all short episodes. And there's only eight of them? There's only eight of them. I can get into this. Yeah, I figured that would be right up your alley. What's it called? Bruno? It's Bruno, it's called. It's Bruno. It's on one of my... You'll like, the, the guy's got a... The sense of humor you'll really appreciate. Sometimes um, you get... There's so many options, so many choices. Oh, I know, exactly. And so you get... You get sucked into that, and, and so there are a lot of things that oh, this what is this? This sounds cool. I right, put it on my list, and I think it's Bruno is on one of those my list. Okay, unwatched. It could be it could be there six years. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, but I, I keep coming across it. It's brutal because it's not unfamiliar. So, yeah, that was like the only new thing that we watched this week. All right, cool. But I saw a promo for a movie. What promo? What movie? Cocaine Bear. Oh. <laughs> what is that story? Tell that story. It's supposedly based on a true story of this cocaine being dumped in the woods. Out of an airplane. Yeah. And this bear gets a hold of it. So are they like, they must be trying, they must be drug smugglers trying to escape. Or... I, I don't know the whole premise. All I know is, yeah, drugs fall from the sky, land in this forest, a bear gets a hold and of a it. a bear gets a hold Chaos of it. Chaos ensues. Huge amount of cocaine. <laughs> Yes. A huge yes. amount of cocaine. I just saw this. It's like, this looks totally ridiculous. I have to see this movie. Okay. And it's Ray Liotta's last film. Okay. Who died this past year. But not this week, so we don't care. No. Yeah. But yeah, this is his last film. Oh, uh, I have. Mm. So yeah, I saw the ad for that. I was like, yeah, I got to see this one. It's billed as a comedy? I don't know if it's billed a as a comedy. No, definitely not a documentary. All right. It just looks totally ridiculous. The story is true, though. Yeah, exactly. It's based on a true story. But, so, all right. So, then, all right. But this it. is not a docudrama. It's not that. I understand. <laughs> it's the... Uh, it was a grizzly bear? What kind of bear? A big black bear? What I don't know what kind of bear. It's a big bear. It's a big bear. It was a big, big bear. bear. Yeah. Came across a lot yes. of cocaine. Yes. And the cocaine got there because it was tossed out of a window of, an, of, a, uh, of a plane. Yeah, of a plane. Right. Uh, that story is interesting to me. I yes. want to find out what that is. What's that about? 
Where was the cocoa? Where, who's in the plane? Where was it coming from? Where I don't think this movie's going to answer what, that question what, for you. So then I, the movie speculates on what uh, maladventures the bear got into yes. while doing the entire 80s worth of cocaine in what? Minutes? Days? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Like that's a, we're gonna we're gonna. I'm gonna put the trailer up on the bonus material. <laughs> it's, okay. I I don't know if it's not poisoning an animal so much and then laughing at it because of what it does. Right. Okay. This is not the same as your dog gets high from the. No, no. The this fear. is about a do- uh, an animal. Against the wall. This is about an animal that goes on a homicidal rage. It's a homicidal rage. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Okay. I, 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 go ahead. Something about it leaves a bad taste. Oh, I hope so. But it's got to be better than the fucking Winnie the Pooh movie they came out with. Uh, see now? That, Blood and Honey? Uh, that fascinating to me. No. Uh, the concept. I don't know anything about the movie. I saw a single image. I read about it. This, this sounds stupid. Yeah. It just sounds Very stupid. possibly. Yeah. But it's it's um the idea to look at the story or to look at the characters from... A totally different, and that I have no problem with. Darker and but do a good job. Well, of it at maybe least. they didn't do this. That is much. just a fast, cheapo job. It looks like I'm just saying the idea of it is a clever one. Yes, definitely. Whether or not how it's executed, I don't know. But the idea makes me think of other things. Of course. So that's a good idea. Yeah, not always. Though. I saw when they did the Banana Splits movie. No, it doesn't oh, always. Terrible. It doesn't. Terrible. Always, it doesn't always work. That's about execution. I'm talking about like the the impulse, the idea. I guess the execution is uh, lacking to taste. Yeah, I'm sure they thought it was wonderful i'm, I'm sure, sure that somebody's grandmother takes that dvd they got me uh every so often and watches because she's so proud <laughs> my grandson made this movie you see that not, not only she got to pay attention right here this part right here that was her <laughs> we now move on to our next segment god karen you're so Stupid. Yes, it's time for stupid people. And unfortunately, we're back to a politician this time. His name is Barry Moore. He's a congressman from Alabama. And he's proposed, he's made a bill that he submitted that proposes that the AR-15 rifle should be named the National Gun of America. Okay. Moore wrote on Twitter, The Second Amendment is an American right as freedom of speech, religion, and the press. Today I unveiled my bill to make the AR-15 the National Gun of America. We must send a message that we will meet every attack on our constitutional rights. Okay, couple of questions. Uh, the accent. <laughs> Where is this person from? Alabama. Oh, never mind. So, yeah. Um, uh, what was he bitching about? The guy he wants to make oh, the AR-15. What, what is the current national gun of America? There is no national there gun of no America. There is no national So he wants no. to introduce the idea of having America having a national, uh, a national gun. gun. Yes. And he wants it to be the AR-15. Yep. Okay. Now, of course, just for an FYI, there are currently... 20 million AR-15 style weapons in circulation throughout the United States. How many? 20 million. 20 million of these bitches yep. are on a loose in the United States. 20 million? Yep. 20 million. Of Go course, ahead. the AR-15 or similar type rifles were used in five of the ten deadliest mass shootings in American history. Yeah, yeah. Including uh, the 2012 Sandy Hook shooting. Yeah. The, the 2017 Las Vegas shooting. Uh, the yeah, 2017 Sutherland Springs Church shooting. Oh. 
the 2018 Stoneman Douglas High School oh shooting, God, oh and God. the 2022 Rob Elementary School shooting. You gotta, you gotta, you, you gotta. So, what is the deal with the lapel pins? Uh, this guy was gonna bring that up also. Tell the past me. week, uh, these congressmen started handing out these lapel pins in the shape of an assault rifle. Uh, which congressman? I don't know. But I know George Santos was one of them. I, my I, congressman. He was wearing them. Yeah. He was wearing it. Yep. A few of them were, I think, of course, those two crazy women. Oh, Bulbert and Green. Bulbert and Green. Yeah. Bulbert. Bulbert. Bulbert and Bulbert. Green. Green and Bulbert. No. <laughs> Bulbert and Green. Bulbert and Green. the law firm. It's, yeah. <laughs> Hello? Bulbert and Green. Bulbert? Orbert? What is it? Bulbert! Bulbert. Bulbert. It's a... Uh, Bulbert. It's like a cheek-filling gun smell. Bulbert. Bulbert. Great. That's, I don't... I, uh, green takes me out of the... Bulbert. You know? Never. But anyway, this law is unlikely to pass through the Senate. Who's the other stupid person you want to talk about now? Marjorie Taylor Green. Marjorie Taylor Green. Is she the one from Georgia? Uh, yes, she is. Okay, the, one who the one who just recently said that Republican states should not allow Democrats who move to their state to vote for five years after they move there. Yeah, because you can move here, but your values can't. Yeah. Who co-signs it? Who's going to look at it? She's that an is, ass. That is, it's, it's, to me, it's proof of crazy. It's proof of this person. She has no understanding of the American government, the Amer American history, a constitutional law. She has no understanding or even knowledge. Or desire to, to have or de knowledge. To, yeah, or yes, desire. Let me ask, what do we do about this? Do we require some sort of advanced texting, uh, uh, testing of people who run for office, run for public office? <laughs> you laugh like it's a completely ridiculous it's idea. It's not in the Constitution. It's not in the Constitution, but holy fuck, neither is the idea that Arkansas can ban people who move from Connecticut to Arkansas from voting for five years. Yes. Because Arkansas doesn't have the same values as these people. So because now you're in Arkansas, you lose your right to vote. Coming from a United States representative. Yeah. Oh, Fascists oh. are dumb. It's just... it's. <laughs> That's just so dumb. That's fascist right there. Right? That's crazy shit right yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah, it is. We now move on to our next segment. I mean, if uh -oh, um, we don't, if a Alabama state representative came up with such a thing, right, it would still be ridiculous and un and offensive and and it's uh, uh, against the very core, the first molecule of the Constitution. Well, to me, that's the whole idea. Even like proposing a national gun of America. <sighs> It's like, is that what our country's about? Is that what we're about now? And clearly, the like, the divide between the guns and the not guns is getting, I don't know, Patrick, it's on so many different levels, in so many different ways, on so many different topics, a clear division of minds is is becoming clear. And that's why I keep saying, repeal the Second Amendment, let each state deal with it as they wish then, you know? If these states want to allow everyone to have guns, go ahead and let them. If the state wants to ban or restrict guns, let them. Repeal the Second Amendment. It is not... Guns are not worthy of constitutional protection anymore. I I don't disagree with you, uh, but I think just, you know, on a numbers, and you know me in numbers, okay? I know seven of them. <laughs> um, 
we can see what happens when you put guns on the street. Oh, of course. Um, you may have to look globally. Yeah. Which is not such a bad thing to do a lot of the time, especially in a situation. I mean, it's so. The Australia thing. Well, I was looking like, like, like Canada, New Zealand. They had like <coughs> one minute shooting each. And then shortly thereafter, they banned the AR-15s. Now, do people still hunt in Canada? I'm sure they do. Yeah. What are they now? The, the, the big but you don't need a semi-automatic rifle to go hunting. No. And you don't need a semi-automatic rifle to shoot the house intruder. And you don't need a semi-automatic rifle. You need a semi-automatic weapon. I can't. Did I say it right? Semi-automatic weapon. To kill a lot of people very quickly. Yeah, that's what it's. That's all you need it for. And it's built for that. And as a device, as you know, it it does its job well and effectively. But it has no place in the hands of anybody. No, that's not trying to kill a lot of people very quickly. Yeah, I completely agree with okay, you. Okay, so all right, so just be careful next time when you use your words. <laughs> God knows what the fuck you were talking. That's craziness. That it's it's just so clear. Hello. I know. Clear to us. McFly. Not, not, I know, right? Anyway, Julie Andrews, take us away. Raindrops on roses, whiskers on kittens, bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens, brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. Thank you, Julie. Yes, it's time for five faves. Five faves, okay. And for this week, being that this is the near the end of Black History Month, for this week's category, we were asked to name our five favorite black films okay. in which black people were a majority of the cast. Okay, I hate these fucking words. <laughs> I hate them. I do. I hate them. Like, I used to hate the birthdays. The birthdays, I don't know. It's kind of all right. Whatever. Yeah, I remember that. Was this a hard list to make? No. Okay. But I hate the pressure involved in making it. It shouldn't be pressure. It's pressure. Why? Because it's you. Why? You just got to come up with five films. That's I get, all. I get a homework text. <laughs> yes. All right. And then I spend... Way too much time thinking about the topic, if I read the test. But you're getting smart, you see, you son of a bitch. You're putting it, like, the list in the first couple of words now. So it shows up. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, the, my, my five favorite uh, black films. Okay. Yes. Uh, starting old-timey, we got to go with, um, what's-his-name as the, as the Mr. Tibbs. No, no, not Mr. Tibbs. Uh, fuck it. Are you talking about In the Still of the Night with no. Sidney Poitier and Rod Steiger? The teaching thing? Oh, no, that's To Sir With Love. To Sir With Love. That's not a black film. Why not? Because the majority of the cast of that film was white. But the the entire focus of the movie was his black. Yes, but that's not what this film. That's not what this category called for. It said films in which the majority of the cast was black. So to serve love is out. Okay. <laughs> Fine. Car wash. Car wash. Good film. Nineteen seventy. I wouldn't call it a film. He called that right out of <laughs> uh, you know what? I can still remember scenes in that movie. I, it's a good film. Gave us a great, great song. That's because you were what forty eight at the time. Not, well, yeah, um, yeah. It was. I think it was. Yeah, yeah. After the war. <laughs> after the war. Which war? The Crimean. Even a, 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 even a,
Thank you, Rose Royce. I love that movie. Good movie. Fun movie. Uh, my first choice is also from the 70s. It's a film I talked about last week, and that was Cooley High. Okay. Good movie. Basically, it's a black American graffiti. Okay. Really, really good movie. So I'm not going to spend a lot of time talking about it again. So what's next on your list? Dreamgirls. Oh, wow. They did a very good job making that movie. Yes, they did. Very, that's that's uh, Rob, Rob Marshall? Yes, that's the name. Who produced Chicago? Chicago? Why? Right. Well, he, did, he didn't produce it. He directs and choreographed. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, I. It was a good movie. It was a good. It's a hell of a movie. They all do a hell of a job. Jennifer Hudson's in it. Uh, yeah, that's with. That's how we meet Jennifer Hudson. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I loved it. Cool. Good choice. It. What's next on my list? The color purple. I uh, saw my list too. <laughs> All right, so we both called that one. <coughs> I enjoy that movie so much. I remember there was a lot of controversy when it came out because, like, how dare white Steven Spielberg direct this movie and stuff. People are still like that. Yeah, they're I know. They're worse. They're worse. Yeah, I know. Trust right? me. Yeah. They're worse. But it's it's a well-done movie. It's a beautiful movie. The performances movie. performances are outstanding. Yeah. Everyone in that movie. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it works on every level. Yeah. It's a, it's a, tr- Tragic, beautiful story. Yeah, not necessarily faithful to the book. When it no, comes to it definitely diverges. Yeah, the the musical does a better job of that. It translated onto stage. Yeah, really, really well. Really well. Yeah, <laughs> one of the few times I can say that. Yeah, it's, uh, and I love the musical. Yeah. It's a good musical. I, I I just I like every, all things color purple. Yeah, how do you know what that happens to also be my favorite color? Ooh, mine too. Yeah. The no. color, the color of Queens. Purple? Yes. I love purple. Just because you sit your ass on a purple cushion doesn't make you a kid. <laughs> I don't know what that voice was. I honestly have no idea. And I thought it was going to crack halfway through. It was beautiful. No, I'm sure it was. it, was, it sounded satanic to me. <laughs> All right, well, being that you had the color purple, then next. is yours. It's now back to me. And I have to go with Coming to America. Oh, that was on my list, too. <laughs> I think you're lying. I am not. <laughs> that and the Wiz. Oh, okay. That's next. So you can discuss that next. But coming to America, great comedy. Unbelievable. Even though it's Eddie Murphy, who I know has been homophobic in the past and everything, it's a great movie. It's a great, it's a great movie. fucking what's comedy. His, what's his name? Who became the late night host? I'm totally blanking on his name right now. Um, a Hall. Uh, Arsenio. Arsenio Hall. Arsenio Hall had a had a that was that was pretty fucking popular. That talk. Yeah, it was, it was a big fucking. Oh God, yeah, definitely. It gave us a whole bunch of cultural things. The woo woo woo, right? Yeah, but yeah. Coming to America, I love that good movie. fucking comedy. Choreographed by Paula Abdul in that '80s style, that like all the yeah. African dancers. Yeah, are, the costuming. The uh, James Earl Jones plays the plays father. Eddie Murphy. He's the king. Yeah, the king. I loved it. I thought I thought it was awesome. It is the really. I still think comedy. it's awesome. Yeah, it is. It's still a funny comedy. Yeah. Did you see the sequel they did this he year? He is not a two sequel. It's okay. It's not great. It's not as good as the original. I, you know? I, this may be ah maybe I stumbled upon something. This may be why I don't do Star Wars because I don't like sequels. Oh okay. Ever since Bring Back Birdie. Oh God. <laughs> One of the worst sequels to a musical ever. Cheetah involved or not? Anyway, anyway, what were we talking about? Oh, um, Arsenio Hall. Yeah. Yes. Eddie Murphy is very fucking funny in that movie. Yes, the he is. The way the the premise of the movie and the way it's played. And when they play the other characters, the guys in the barber shop. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's uh, yeah. 
when Murphy's playing the lead singer of the band, sex with chocolate, sex with chocolate. The, and, and in the in the barbershop when he was was he all of those guys? I think he was all. No, of them. he wasn't all of them. Arsenio Hall played one of them. Too. Okay, but yeah, yeah. it was a, it was an Eddie Murphy showcase that. And was. then when you see the two guys from Trading Places show up in the cameo. The two homeless old men. Okay, that he g- he gives like he turns over this bag of money and just leaves it with these two homeless okay. men, and it turns out to be the two rich guys from the film Trading Places that Eddie Murphy was there in. You go. Yeah, that was really very cool. Moment. Must have been a connection with somebody, maybe the kid who did the lights <laughs> to get them into the new movie. Something I don't know. Anyway, what's next? What are we doing next? Well, yeah, since you have that on your list, next on my list, do the right thing. Okay. Spike Lee joint. You say that with a heavy heart. Because it's still considered a controversial movie. Okay. I think it's a fantastic movie. I think it's one of the best movies ever. I've never seen it. You've never seen it? I've never seen it. Watching the movie, there are times I'm like thinking, I'd love to see this on stage. Really? Yeah. There are certain moments and sequences in the the movie, it's like, I'd love to see this on stage. Cut to the quick. Does he encourage doing the right thing? Well... What do the right thing means could be different things. Okay. And I don't want to speak. You should watch the movie. I'm never going to watch rec- the movie. You should Patrick. definitely watch the movie. If I'm I gonna- put it on a list and started that list tonight, I would never get to it. No. The list is too long, Patrick. At this age, I'm being uh, pregnant. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. Well, if you Those ever get a book, chance. The books that are on the bedstand ready to be read, yeah. they hold the wine. <laughs> Well, I'm not going to give it away, but if you ever get a chance, if in some remote reality somewhere, you get a chance to watch it, watch Do the Right Thing. Do the Right Thing. Excellent movie. Never saw it. So what's what's number four on your list? For my whole. (laughs) Yeah. Go back. We're counting again. You gave a you. We agreed on the color purple. Okay. We agreed on coming to America. We did. Um, Dream Girls. Dream Girls. Right. So now we're up to number four. No, I had Car Wash. All right, that was number car. I'm sorry, car wash. All right, yes, I'm sorry, my mistake. You. So you're up to number five. Lawyer, you. The Wiz. The Wiz. The Wiz was very big and important to me when it came out. Okay, I'm not a big fan of The Wiz. You wouldn't be. Oh, why is that? Because it's beneath you. (laughs) The Wiz. Why is it beneath me? Uh, it's because it's pop music and it's it's pop star. Michael Jackson bother me. Not, just, just I didn't care for it. That this much. is um, again. I'm defending Michael. This is like two weeks in a row. But him, <laughs> and that, him and that movie to me was a big deal. Maybe should have had someone younger than Diana Ross. Uh, but Diana Ross and Michael Jackson on screen at the same time. I know. I know. Was, you couldn't pass it up. It's iconic. And then Super Sales. That wasn't Super Sales. Who was that? That was. Nipsey Russell. Nipsey Russell. Uh, yeah, Nipsey Russell. Come on. Come on. Yeah, The Wiz. Doing The Wizard of Oz. God. I know. Just like, I wasn't a big fan okay. of it. Okay. Well, you're a bad homosexual. <laughs> oh, am I? Yes. What's Judy Garland's real name? Uh, Francis. Francis. Uh, I want to say Bean. Bean is coming out. Francis. 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 Francis Gump. Oh, you're lucky. I'm not lucky. You're lucky. I remembered. I'm going to report you had your you're license lucky. to practice homosexuality revoked. There could have been a synapse at any time, but no, <laughs> I came up with the right answer. A synapse 
uh, accident. There's a synopsis. Uh, never mind. Anyway, my fifth and final choice for favorite black films, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Oh, oh, wait, hold on. That was incredible, I think. That was the one with the guy. Yes, the one who died, who was in Black yes, Panther. I totally blanking that. on his name. I right love that movie. Viola Davis. Viola Ma Rainey. Davis. Uh, oh. What a fantastic movie that was. It oh really my was. God. It was a, I mean, it's a, it's a, it was based on a play, of course. But it was an Which excellent is, adaptation. Yeah. Really uh, with, was. With, with really excellent performances. And I had no idea what that story was. I didn't know it either. I, I was not familiar with the story before seeing the movie. I never saw the show. But I just heard about how good this was, and I had to see it, and I'm so glad I did. Yeah. That was amazing. It was an amazing movie. It was it was. Really well done. Right? Really well cast. Yeah. Everything about that movie was fucking Oh, my perfect. God, yeah. It was fucking perfect. And then the ending is just, oh, my God. The ending, just so shocking at the end, what happens. Yeah, and it takes place over, what, six hours? Yeah, because it's during a recording session yeah, yeah. that Marini is doing that day. It's it's a pretty good film. Yeah, it really is. I don't like is. the word film. I just used it, but I, I find it pretentious. You don't like film? No, because people who say film, usually they have films and they have movies. Okay. And I think it distinct, the distinction is one of perceived cultural relevance. Like, what is a highbrow movie? A film is a highbrow movie. Oh, okay. Like, that may have something important to say about the genre <laughs> or the very art itself. <laughs> Or their best when they're about society's ills and uh, mistakes. (laughs) And on that note, we're going to conclude our discussion of our five favorite African-American films. Did I just do another voice? Yes, you did. I don't do voices. (laughs) You do now, obviously. What was in that cone? (laughs) Because I don't do voices. I hate doing my own voice. Oh, God. Clint Eastwood, save us. Get off my lawn. Did you hear me? I said get off my lawn now. Yes, it's time for the grumpy old gaming gripe of the week. Here's what happens. A big pause. Uh, Yes, I know. It's not drama. It's dead brain cells. (laughs) Okay. Halfway through this evening. Yes. And for... The past 74 similar evenings that we've had. Yes. About halfway through, I have a great idea. Okay. For Gripe of the Week. Okay. Because although it's included in my homework. Yes. I don't spend any time on the Gripe of the Week. Well, I think you shouldn't have to. Right. But then again, I don't do much. So where am I going? What am I doing today? I felt like, uh, uh, oh my God. So I'm going to Nassau County. I'm going all the way to Massapequa. So, you know... Uh, what am I going to gripe about? So, uh, evidently, the school that I'm going to has intentions of switching to an online or a hybrid program, and I am finding a lot of difficulty doing the program online, but also there is nowhere nearby at all uh, live instruction right. in this thing. Okay. So, um, I... Sent a letter. Anyway, but I sent an email, not a letter. Hold okay. on, hold on. Everybody sit down. Did you send it by carrier pigeon? It's, you know, it's, they're, they're planning to make this change, which is within <laughs> their rights, and that's fine. I sent an email. I waited two weeks for a response. I sent the an email on the second week, strongly worded, I would say. Okay. Um, My sister called it a, a bitch slapping <laughs> email. So I got a response, and the response was uh, that they're planning to change change formats okay okay you make me wait two weeks for a response from an email uh so i sent the email to the president and the provost 
And I waited. And CC, the, the, the person who, like, directs the campus, you know, three rooms on the top story of a mall, or, uh, office. Okay. So there's three there's three physical places that this place exists. Yeah. And I'm in the third one that only does this one thing, and so is the, like, ugly stepsister of the organization. But I sent this email. I'm, I'm a fucking student. I'm enrolled in your institution. It's not that big. Okay? So answer me. Okay. So they answered me. I wasn't happy with the answer. But I had to shame them into answering me. And my gripe is, why why do you have to do that? Why do you make me be ugly? Because you can't return an email in less than five days. I find this to be a not a problem, not, not only under those circumstances, but with some people in general. Uh, okay, like personal friends people? Well, no, like we were trying to get, when, of course, for the play that I'm in right now, we were trying to fill a role for one actor, and Stephen, as a stage manager, sent out emails or text messages to various actors. Oh, I, I know where you're going. Yeah, okay. And some just never responded at all. Yeah. And so I... You know, but I think maybe in the in the new language, is that your answer? Is I know is the, is the lack of a response an answer to he was looking to offer them a part or to offer them to read for a part. He was right. looking, he was, there's this opportunity for this part. Are you interested? And by not responding, is that supposed to be, assumed to be, the response. Maybe that's what it means for the younger generation, but for my generation, it's just rude. You know, they the younger generation think that a period at the end of a sentence is rude. I know. I know, right? So, I think maybe what anybody who writes anything anywhere at any time ever has to think about is who they want their targeted audience to be and to speak to them in the words that they use. So, again, a division. Yes. But this is, I mean... The bottom line is people should respond when they sent a message. Yeah, that's annoying. Right? That's, that's really annoying. It really is. I was really pissed. And usually within 24 hours, you should respond. I'll give you a couple of days. You're a provost. Whatever the fuck that is. Right? But my gripe, it's not really a gripe so much as a concern. We've had no snow at all this season. None. None. I love it. Generally, I do too. I don't like the cold weather and stuff, but I'm worried about... Our reservoirs. Rich, let me ask you a question. Really? Yeah. Really? Like for true? Yes. If you were to to change your life right now and make everything eco-friendly, leave no footprint, drink your own pee, whatever it takes. Okay. If you were to go and do that. You. And and do all. uh, Okay. So now you're going to die. Okay. What you've done will mean nothing. Okay. Okay. Because uh, it's all happening anyway. So taking you out of the equation is not going to do any good. So don't worry about it. That's advice from a friend. Okay. It's not an answer to the problem, but you can't do anything about it. No, I can't. But I can still gripe about it. You can have a gripe about something that you can't solve or resolve. I think that may be the absolute, like, definition of what a gripe is. Well, okay. You can't do anything about it. Maybe I was just trying to share your frustration. I guess. I don't know what you were trying to do there. I... It's like you were challenging me for how dare I complain about there being no snow. Well, there's that. Because (laughs) snow is horrendous. So, uh, you know, that there is no snow is perfectly okay with me. But I worry about it because The implications that you're going to be too dead to see the... Like, how is your life going to change between now and the time you die because of this this subject? 
because if the reservoir is too low, there could be water rationing, your limited use of water on your lawns and watering plants. Oh, they've been doing that in California forever. I know, but we haven't. You know done what the problem there is? You know what you got to do there? Uh, will you do this? What's that? Okay, don't water your lawn. So you don't want the front of your house to look like shit, right? So what do you do? You what? What kind of thing do you do with the front? How do you replace your front lawn? If you still want greenery, if you still want, okay, so that. You don't need to use the water on your lawn. We can save that water. And you that's we're gonna save it. Okay. That's gonna be my contribution. Huh? You don't have to give me no water to do my lawn because now in the front of my house where my lawn used to be, I have what I don't know, what are you gonna put in my in place on my lawn? Since this is your idea. I'm just saying that there are there's a myriad of ways to not have to use that water that you're I know I have friends of mine who live Somewhere close to here, they have oh. my dance teacher, John. Oh. Okay. And he and his husband, they have artificial turf for their front lawn. Okay, that's a way to go. You could you could concrete the whole motherfucker and paint it, it green. That's awful. You could plant a succulent garden. You could put fucking the desert there and do all sorts of cacti and whatever. Or you could put some sort of uh, ground covering uh whatever you know what i mean you, there's a whole new ivy you can't kill the uh, the motherfucker there's all sorts of things you could do that you don't have to spend the the, the resources of the earth to maintain okay and it may still be appealing but the americans are fixed on their lawn well of course yeah lawns are an american staple yeah They're, the well, English didn't don't, didn't have front lawns. It, it became an American thing. No, if they had a lawn, any patch of grass was a garden. They yeah, called it a garden. It was a garden. Okay, so yeah, so the lawn is uh, it sucks up an enormous amount of water. So what I'm saying is, between the this is a a, spin, a bad scary topic. By the time you're dead, yes. Between now and the time you're dead, okay. This topic, okay, isn't gonna change <laughs> an ounce. Of your life. You may be told you can't burn. Okay. I can know. Know. We could be underwater soon with that glacier melting up in the Arctic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we should be underwater. Now. I could be having, I could own waterfront property in a few years. Who knows? A, a breach of Long Island from, you know, crosswise. Yeah. Right? From beach to beach. There's no way off this fucking island. There's only, well, only one way. There's only one way off. <laughs> Well, by car anyway. Yeah, the other way is by boat. Yeah. Well, you go by boat. You could helicopter out because half you motherfuckers are rich enough to do that. You, if you drive out, you're either going to have to do uh, the southern state through Brooklyn, which is uh, good luck on any fucking day trying to get through that. Yes. Or you could do the North Shore, your 495 west to whatever to get back on land. Right. You want to go inland. Yeah. Yeah. So how many people live on Long Island? Like 8 million? I, a lot. Yeah. Too many. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if it breaches, nobody's getting off. Yeah. 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 So I want you to, I, I want to leave the people of podcast land with that thought. Well, thank you for sharing. If, thank you for addressing my gripe. If Long Island ever gets breached, do you, that could happen because of that up, I don't know where it is, but there's this really big glacier that's like melting. Yes, I, I like know. this it's really news. Yeah, we could be in a lot of trouble. Say goodbye to Florida. Yeah, just save Key West. Oh, please, Cuba, Key West, ninety percent of the Caribbean, <laughs> and South the, Beach, the first to go. <laughs> I know, right? Well, South Beach lives forever. <laughs>
Anyway, we are now at the conclusion of this week's episode. Any exciting plans coming up this week? Let me see no. No? Are you working at the theater this weekend? I intend to. Ah, yes. And is it still fun home running there this weekend? It is. Ah, wonderful. One final weekend of fun home. Ah. At the Manus Studio Theater. Excellent. On South Wellwood. Yep. Road. Avenue. Avenue. In Lindenhurst. Yes. Which I think means a shit ton of linden trees. <laughs> Probably does. Yeah. Like Linden Grove, a grove of linden trees. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Yes. So, uh, yeah, that's probably. I don't know what we're doing this weekend yet. We might go see either this weekend or next weekend a production of As You Like It, starring our very own Bryce Avery Dallas Howard Powell. How I love him. I know. (laughs) How I miss him. Siobhan is in that too, I think. Yes, I think she is too. Yeah, so we're we're either going to see it this weekend or next weekend. I'm not sure when. Uh, I have to talk to the husband first. See what he says. But yes, that's about it. Anyway, for those of you at home, you can remember to follow us on our uh, Facebook or Twitter feeds. You can also find all of our episodes and our bonus material on our website, www.grumpyoldgaymenandtheirdogs.com. Trying to think if there's anything else I got to tell them. Anything don't else think I too hard. Tell don't them? think too hard. It doesn't matter. Oh, okay. It just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. <laughs> You're going to be dead. Oh, thanks. By the time it matters, you'll be dead. <laughs> And then, when it, when you're dead, it don't matter. <laughs> I guess not. So why make it matter now, if it ain't going to matter then? Thank you for ending the show on this morose note. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's Buddhist. I think it's deep. Existentialist. Yeah, yeah. I don't need so many syllables. <laughs> on that note, we're going to say, have a good night, have a good week, have a good life, and we'll see you next time. Bye, bitches. <laughs>